RPS. Live from Primavera Sound 2022. Proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Weekly Review, the official international Radio Primavera sound show where we try our best to keep you updated with the ins and outs of the festival which opens its doors today at four. I cannot believe it! Finally, it's here. No more scares, no more alerts, no more stay in your houses. Come out here to the forum. Open doors at four. We're going to party this weekend. My name is Johan Wold, co-hosting with my colleagues Ben Cardew Marvai Verdu, and behind the controls we have Rob Roman. Sorry, Ben, almost... I was just going to say hello. 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 <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Um, during the festival, we'll be streaming live on our website along with other media outlets, and we'll be interviewing many of the artists on the lineup who will graciously make time to come over to our studio. Having said that, we are very excited about today's first guests. I don't want to say their name yet in case we jinx it, because... Things happen at festivals and last minute and things happen that they can't make it to the studio, whatever. But in approximately 30 minutes, we expect one of today's headline acts to walk in through that space age looking door we have in our studio. Ah, I'm so excited. So we're here. Ben, Mar, you were able to get a nice taste of the first day of the festival last night at the Poble Español when there was, a, it was like the warm-up, the warm-up evening yep. and in the original location where Primavera Sound started uh, 20 years ago. Uh, well, 22, including these two standout years. Uh, what happened last night? How was it? I had a great time. I was a bit scared, like maybe I should rest and and save the energy for the actual, like, weekend here but i think it it was an amazing show to go there i i don't know i i think it was a great warm-up it really really was it was kind of it was almost three of the acts that i most wanted to see in one small gig and also the thing is i mean you you, you know how things are like often you don't get to see the whole the whole gig because you've got to run do something else or you've got to work or something like that to actually be there and like actually see the whole gig from start to finish of Four bands, in fact. Well, one I kind of missed half of because I was fiddling around with various audio things, but like <laughs> was 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 excellent. And also, I've got to say, like the particularly for me, like the Linda Lindas and Wet Leg were absolutely awesome. Like they are. I mean, obviously they're my highlights because it was only like the first night, but like I, I think they're going to remain highlights um, going on. And they feel like the perfect kind of thing to start off with because you want to start with a bit of energy. Yes, you know, like a bit of energy, bit of humour. Um, and that they they had. And then Rina Sawayama was like, you know, big, big pop show. She was it. Rina Sawayama. She was there. I, I, I'm still processing that I got to see her pretty close. Um, I forgot to say I, I missed out on, on Linda Lindas and what like, and I'm so bummed out about it. But the thing that I 
got to see Rina Sawayama made it up for me because she's just she's the she is that girl <laughs> and she will keep being that girl. I, I love her. I I really encourage people who weren't able to come yesterday to Pablo Español to see her today because you're gonna miss out if you don't. So she's performing today. Yeah, at the exactly. festival. You're like if you weren't able to go to Pablo Español because you were working or something, you couldn't make it. Don't worry. All of them are actually playing today, if not today, later in this weekend. Are Teto Preto playing again? Teto Preto are playing today yeah. in... Uh, oh, it's because the, the, on our website, there's... The, Got to use the app. The app is, yeah, the, the app is much the app. more comfortable to visualize all the stuff. But look, Verde Prato are on at the WeGo stage, which used to be the Adidas stage, the small one down by the port, not crossing the bridge, the port next to what used to be the Pittsburgh stage, which this year is the... Mm, plenitude, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's another band. Yeah, yeah I was like, that, that's Sorry. great information. No, that's that, that, <laughs> not the <laughs> one we were looking for. I thought <laughs> were not the bands you were looking for. I'm dyslexic, okay? Don't don't dyslex shame me. <laughs> we're okay? not shaming you. We're just I know, I know. pointing out that you're talking about the wrong band. I, I said Verde Prato, who is a fabulous, oh, exactly. fabulous Basque uh, experimental uh, female, uh, female artist uh, who I talked about last this week, last week. She's amazing. She does a really experimental. She sings in her her Basque language, in her in her hometown language Basque. Um, her, her music is a lot of it has been produced with Aitor um, Zabalaga, who used to be a member of a band called We Are Standard, who's very good at making atmospheric electronic music. Uh, so that is Verde Prato, not Teto Preto. I I, I want to say like about Teto Preto, right? The reason I didn't include them, one of my favorites, was because basically I had to like go out and do other things so I didn't see all of them but they were an absolutely fascinating band what did you make to them I didn't know much what to expect and it, I think it's fun to go there if you're wondering you don't have anything to do at that time just go there and see them perform because you will be shocked in a good way I, I think it's it's a it's a show and and the music is good but I I, I encourage you to go at least a little bit at, at the, the stage to, to see what they're about because it definitely is something that maybe interests you. Or I, I heard something about that they had a mirror which they yes. would use to reflect like <laughs> one of the spotlights on the audience and that was a little bit uh, blinding. It was blinding. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like they blinded you with like a, a focus. Yeah, yeah. Spotlight. with a cannon. Spotlight. It's yeah, a yeah, proper spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yep, um, it was something that they did. They were well, the start, sharing the light, like, yeah. the, the limelight. The thing is, the start of the gig was really interesting because I think they had a few problems at the start of the gig. So it ended, like they they started off doing what like, sounded like a really long introduction, during which this really drunk English dude was trying to speak to Ooh, us. Yeah. Um, and they were showing this light on us. It's like it was it was very strange. It was like it this, was uh, chaos yeah. for a while. It was like what is going on. But at, at, that was also part of the warm up. Like we will have moments in the festival that we will be like, what is going on? These people, some drunk is talking to me and I don't know what <laughs> show is this. So that is also a, a warm-up for a festival because it will exactly. happen yeah. eventually again. If you can imagine weird electronic noise, someone shining a light in your face and a drunk bloke asking time and again where you're from. <laughs> That's basically what, what happened. The first 10 minutes at least. Yeah. yeah. And did, any of, did either of you get that feeling of, wow, even though you've been to gigs since the pandemic, since the lockdowns have been lifted, uh, since the restrictions have been lifted, did it feel special or extraordinary being back in a in a multitudinous gig? 
Not particularly. I mean, I've been to gigs since, um, so that didn't quite In hit venues. Me. You haven't been to a festival, yeah, have you? Yeah, but Pablo Espanol isn't that big. I mean, it's like 4,000, 5,000 people. It's, so it's big enough, but it's not like, you know, when you go out to like the Estrella Dam stage and there's like 40,000 or something. Oh, yeah. I think I'll get the shock, but today, like, um, whenever I'm going to see... I don't know, Bad Gyal or mm. something in the main stage, like the bigger stage, I think I will get it there. Or running from stage to stage, bumping into people because there will be a lot of people today here. Yeah. I think I will get that sensation today. Yesterday it was a warm-up, but not the full festival feeling. It was kind of going to a gig, but mm-hmm. you get to see um, more than one person. But yeah, yeah. Can, can I ask, what did you make of... Um, Rina Sawayama like did what did you expect and did you get what you expected I think I got exactly what I expected and that's why I loved it so much right because it was not more because it it, it was just um like it it was not a full-on concert from uh, in Palau San Jordi or something like that I wasn't expecting that either and and she delivered exactly what I needed what I expected and and that's difficult because it's you I don't know, you You cannot always meet expectations of your fans or whatever, but she did. Well, I, I, I was kind of thinking, because I've listened to a lot of her music and I've never, I don't think I've ever, well, I've never seen her live and I don't think I've ever seen the footage of her live. And so she came on and she has um, like a guitar player, a drummer and her, and then two dancers came on later. And I wasn't kind of expecting, and then like, it really made loads of sense because all those like really heavy guitars in her songs, which was really good. And the dance routines, maybe I haven't been to a big pop concert for a while, but the dance routines, Amazing! They totally blew yeah. my mind. Like, how do you do that? How do you like? Well, you did something. Then you did something just afterwards. Like, That's what I love the most about pop girls. Like they have the best dance routines and and shows. But look, I remember when we uh, some of us saw Dua Lipa for the first time when she played a, a festival in Spain, Benicassim, many years ago. She she was still touring on the back of her debut album, and we kind of instantly knew like this this person is going to become big. Like bigger, she was already like uh, establishing herself in 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 pop, uh, but but some some all of a sudden fade away after her first album, or the hype dies down. But everyone kind of sensed like mm, she's gonna be bigger than we expect. Did you get that feeling with Rina Sawayama where she might become like a global dominating force, or is she, I, tell me? I I never quite know where to situate her. Because everything about the show last night screamed massive, massive star. Um, and people were going absolutely mad. Big pop anthems. I mean, she's got the songs absolutely like, without a doubt. And she's got the presentation. But like, she's more, and I say this in, in a good way, she's more a cult pop star. Maybe yeah. like I was looking at her streaming numbers today and her biggest song's got 40 million or something like that, which is not bad at all. But mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, half a, half a billion or whatever. Mm. Um so I, and you get these, these kind of odd pop stars that I really like that seem absolutely perfect, but remain kind of cult. And there, there are people who absolutely adore them um, and for whom they will be the biggest star in the world. And, but they don't kind of quite go up the charts like, you know, like Drake or, or, yeah. or, or Beyonce or, or something mm-hmm. like that, if, if that makes sense. Um, I, would, I would really like her to be a big star because I think she is very interesting and she's very much carved out a niche those kind of like metal guitars are yes. very are very clever did that work live the new metal yes. kind of yes. guitars yes. yes yeah it worked even better yeah, yeah right? i was scared of that part because it's such a, a a daring thing to do when you're like a 
considered a pop girl yeah. um, that to have these strong guitars but it works so well well it works perfectly that's why she's Rina Sawayama but <laughs> live it, it was amazing and I was thinking when you you also asked me um, yesterday um, if Rina is maybe more, more niche than we think and stuff and in my head I think I'm so into the cult that you're talking about so into the pop you're cult. a pixel <laughs> yeah are I, they pixels I, I think it, yeah, I or maybe, yeah, I think so. Um, and and I, in my head, Rina, Charlie, all these, all these artists are, are the top artists of the world. But if I was talking to my flatmate yesterday, saying I was going to her gig and she didn't know who Rina Sawayama was, so I was like, maybe, maybe it is a more part of a cult of people that are really invested in this world. Yeah, yeah. I I thought I got the impression Wet Leg have already done really well. They've had a UK number one album. They're like top twenty in America. Yeah. I got the impression that they're going to be really big mm -hmm. from from that gig because it was like it seemed totally effortless. And they played again. They played like probably a minute, just at like half an hour. But like they had songs, so many good songs, and people yeah. were absolutely howling along. People knew all of the songs. You're like, yeah, I think. You know, you could really, I mean, they're already really big, but I yeah. think like. But it, they're in a different lane because obviously being a, a rock band, for, to say it in a basic way, like a band that has to have great songs and that they play with instruments. It's not like a pop, when you make pop music, you can you can construct a whole discourse and a whole world. You can build a world through the dances, through the sonography, through the videos, through, you know, it's, it's, it's a different thing to become a, a, a great pop artist. You know, you have to play with all the multimedia, shall we say, at your disposal. Well, again, that's the thing you, you, uh, that really struck me about Rena. It's like, it made me just think, God, it's so hard to be a pop star because you dance like that, you sing like that, you construct your whole world and you write incredible songs. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like not one of those things was missing, you know? Um, like I would have totally excused her if the two dancers had done the dancing and she was just singing because it's like you got to sing, mm -hmm. you know. But no, it was just just incredible. As I said, I know this happens at a lot of big pop concerts, but I haven't been to a lot of big pop concerts recently. I'm yeah, really. Well, uh, people who weren't able to go yesterday, you have a chance to see her this evening tonight at eleven. One hour, 11 till 12, mm -hmm. and the toast stage. Toast. Yes, and the thing is, maybe you missed. Um, yesterday's show but I will still go to today's show because I'm still hoping on some um, guest guests vocalist. coming up because yesterday I kind of knew she wouldn't have any guests because you wouldn't have an artist come all the way to Pablo Español if mm. they're not playing anything else in that mm -hmm. area but today I, I, I keep he having this hope that, it, and maybe it's not going to happen. But I, I mean, Mar, you should just not leave the toast stage. Look, at 6.45, Oak Clue. Oak, everyone go there. I don't know if I will be able to make it, but Oak Clue, oof. She, she's, I don't know if she's going to be big. At least she's, got, she's big in my world. Yeah. Um, but she has one of the best albums of the year in my opinion. After that, after her, it's Mabel. Nene Terry's daughter, who's who's got her, who's established her own career in pop. Then your absolute favorite, Shy Girl, Rena, followed by Rena. Then Let's See Grandma, followed by Hannah Diamond, and ending with um, a local Soto trap Asa. artist, Soto Asa. I think that's that's the stage to be this. That's a very good. That's a, that's an incredible lineup on its own. Wow! If only Charlie played in that stage, I wouldn't move. 
See, Charlie, because Charlie's playing tonight. At the same time as Shy Girl. That's yeah. a that's a that's a bastard. Uh, but it's a festival. You know, there's gonna be sound. Cl- there's gonna be clashes. It's inevitable. It's not like the 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 bookers enjoy being sadistic kind of torturers. Like, ha ha ha, we're gonna put these two together, which we know you both love. But look at it's I, what there is. I want to ask you, Johan. Maybe you have the same concerns as me. Like tonight, particularly, mm. I'm very much balancing like new acts with old legends. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't sometimes know what to do. Because, like, Dinosaur Jr. are playing, right? Yeah. And I love Dinosaur Jr., but so yeah. is Casey Musgraves. Yeah. So, and oh I, I, I don't know. Like, and there's many decisions like that to take. Well, I've seen Dinosaur Jr. about five times already, usually at festivals. I've never seen them in a venue. Uh, so, uh, and I've never seen Casey Musgraves. As you said the other day in your video for Rock Deluxe, you know, she's playing... During the witching hour and the her golden, golden hour, the golden hour, hour. sorry, the golden <laughs> hour, which is you know she's and that's the name of her album, and and songs about divorce and all that kind of and a, with a country tinge, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to that mood. Uh, I'm a, I'm an adult now with a I'm a father of a child, so I think Casey Musgraves is the kind of mood I'm feeling more than rather than a sl- '90s slacker god uh, like Jay Maskis, who I absolutely adore, but. Um, yeah, if I have to choose, I, I'm going to choose new experiences, I guess. Who is your top artist you don't want to miss tonight? Today, tonight? It's got to be Pavement. It's got to be Pavement. I mean, it was... It's, You're 100% not missing that one. Um, if if there, there's no if, work yeah. commitments, uh, I'm 100%... No, no I, I, hopefully not a mid, No, midnight. if you had nothing to do, but you had to only choose one thing you... Pavement. Wouldn't miss at all. Pavement, because you know pavement. that they're they're going to do this tour and then they'll they'll go back to their regular lives and you know Steve Malkmus will go back to the jigs. Oh, maybe not. Maybe all of a sudden they decide to continue. But this is once again one of these one-offs. What I love about Pavement is that they've always been such an unambitious band since their beginning. You know, they defined. That thing we were talking about, this trend now, how Gen Z is like, don't don't be too uh, be real, they're, be real, and, real. Oh God, and be don't be so ambitious. It's the being anti-ambitious, being uh, being a slacker, like in the '90s, you know, rejecting that be a super extra all the time on brand, like selling something and 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 reaching higher and higher in life. It's like no man, let's just slip, sit back and enjoy a six pack and just like yeah, whatever. And pavement have been the patron saints of that attitude, and it filtered in their music. Music, but they just happen to have the most incredible songs ever with that lo-fi production, etc. So, uh, Ma, yeah. you know, we are taking you to. <laughs> we said I, this. We said this many a time. I want to. I want you to take me somewhere you think I would love if I gave it an opportunity, and I trust your opinion. It's just that I, I have very strong opinions myself, but I trust yours as well. We've got natural wine. I mean, yeah. what, what could be more better than rocking out with some old we dudes? We have natural, natural wine. wine. We have natural. I mean, by the way, there is wine at the festival. Uh, I don't. It's not natural. It's our. It's uh, Sol de Tardor, a very nice, clear uh, Penedès um, Chirello, uh, crisp white wine, which you can find at the bars. <laughs> oh, speaking of things that you can find at the festival that are extra musical, did we talk about Tyler the Creator's golf store? Can no. we go? I don't. It, it opened. I don't know so when. So there, isn't it? In like, the, I guess the so. Bit, It'll be yeah. around the the merchandise area because no, usually, it's not. It's it's off on its own on bits. I believe. Sorry, I was looking at it on its end. own on all the way across where yes. the beach area. Yeah. I think Johan, we have to steal the car and a golf get, cart go and bankrupt. Uh, we have to the, go with the golf cart <laughs> and, and <laughs> to the maybe golf, a golf cart discount because maybe he might like do like a like you know a store opening. 
you yes, know? Like, yes, I swear he's going to be there eventually at some time, maybe like at four or something, whenever it opens, because I've seen videos of him being in the LA stores he has and always being there, like meeting fans and stuff. So I think we have to go. Like there's... there's we have to... I guess, what does he use? Because he's not been very active on social media lately, like as he was when he was, you know, promoting mm. um, Call Me If You Get Lost. Ah... I, I, that, that, okay, so apart from artists I want to see, who would you like to like run into and say, hi, I'm a fan? Oh my God, uh, I'm so nervous. I, today, just just stick to today because there's so many artists. Like today of all the... Oh, uh, c- c- I, I think I would collapse if I saw Badial, even though she's a local. But she's I been just, to the office. <laughs> she I was don't editing care. A video. Every time she <laughs> breathes, I, I get a, a mini heart attack. So. Can, can I run uh, a plan I have past both of you just to sort of see if it, it's good or absolutely terrible? Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably terrible. <laughs> it probably is. No. Well, just tell me if it's acceptable or not. Right. I've got, you know, you know how uh, I published a book last year. Oh, and Daft right? Tell us about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I've never brought it up, isn't it? Um, how acceptable <laughs> is it for me to like ask people to have their picture taken with it? Ask artists. I think it w- no, I think you should do it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now that everyone's got an, an account of something and, and, you know, maybe some artists do sort of say, look, uh, I'm going to s- do a time for doing that and taking pictures. I've been rejected twice in my life. Oh, yeah. And, and I respected them for it. Johnny Greenwood mm-hmm. and PJ Harvey. Asking for a picture. Or I asked them for a picture and they, and they very politely said no. And they didn't give an explanation. They just said, no, I'm sorry. And and I respected it. It's like I I understand. You know, it's you, you know I admire you so mm-hmm. much for what you guys do and stuff. That uh, I, I you know. But did you have a conversation with them, or did you just that's say the thing? I did. Well, I had an interview with PJ Harvey, and she was absolutely delightful when right. she headlined Primavera Sound uh, the the ne- six seven years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't with let with her Let England Shake album. It was with the previous one, or no, I can't remember. Anyway. And uh, Johnny Greenwood played Benny Cassie and was Radiohead when they were on the back of uh, Amnesiac, um, 2002. And uh, he was watching Primal Scream from behind the stage, on you know, just watching the screen. And I just stood next to him and I'm like, wow, amazing. Yeah, Primal Scream. And he's like, oh, one of the best bands ever, you know, and stuff. And we were having that little chat. But obviously I had my camera oh. in my hand and I'm like, uh, 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 <laughs> can, can, I, can we have a picture taken? And he's like, sorry, no. And he said it in such a just a polite right. way, yeah, not yeah. in a not in a diva way, like saying, "I'm willing to stand here and watch Primal Scream with you, and if you want, we can, hit, you know, just comment." But you know, it's Johnny Greenwood, man. It's, he's he's in a world of his own. He's a genius. Uh, See, I, I, I kiss the floor he walks on. I was gonna say something <laughs> that <laughs> I I understand. I kiss the, the the floor of many of the girls that will be playing this. Don't this kiss this year. floor. It's really manky. I will do anything for some of these people. Um, but I was going to say before I forget, because I it's something that I kind of discovered yesterday. And it's like a fun fact that I thought it was so fun to see. Um, you have to follow, not follow if you don't want to, but go check the Instagrams of the, some of the artists that are playing this week. Because it's so fun to see how they <gasps> discover Barcelona. Like, oh, for oh, example, oh, no. Casey Musgrave yeah. is is going hard on Barcelona. She had yeah. like like a thousand stories, like from 
like a picture of of a building, a picture of of the food she's eating, a picture of the beach, a picture. She's having the greatest time, and it's so fun to see Barcelona through the eyes of artists that you admire. Yeah. And they have great pictures. It's like I want to live here, and it's like oh, I already, I already live in Barcelona. But is, is she doing? Is she doing cool stuff, or is she sort of like having a paella down but the Ramblas? No, no, no. Casey Musgraves has a great tour. Whoever is bringing Host. her to to these places because she's a, to the most beautiful places. She, I don't know. I I want to join her in in her Barcelona experience thing that she's having. And Charlie also went to the beach. Dua Lipa, of course. So yeah, Dua Lipa. Let's talk about Dua Lipa. Yeah, like Dua Lipa played last. She actually played her own gig last night at the St. Jordi uh, Stadium, right? Because it was it was booked two years ago. She had to postpone due to COVID, etc., etc. So um, she, she, she arrived in Barcelona on Tuesday and she already had time to do Sagrada Familia, Casa Batlló, all the, typic, all the typical landmarks. And she went to eat at Disfrutar, which is one of the best oh, restaurants in Barcelona. So Very creative. Uh, three chefs who were part of the Aferran Adrias Bouilly uh, team. And uh, and what really gave me FOMO is she had dinner at Gresca, which I staged in four years ago. It's one of my favorite restaurants. Uh, not not only as a as a person to go to, but as an influence of the kind of cuisine, how the, how Rafa Peña cooks, uh, he's a, he's a genius for me. And she went with Oshan Clovis, uh, this this really funny guy who's on Instagram. He's a, he's he's he must be someone in the Parisian scene because he's he he's he's always like he's I think he's in kind of the underground hip hop world as a producer. But he's started making natural wine, and he comes to Catalonia quite a lot. He's always hanging around and stuff. So he's very. He must be intimate with Dua. Uh, he must be a close friend. He <laughs> yeah. took her to have dinner at Gresca, where, where you know, and have pictures, with, you know, where my mates work and stuff. I'm like, oh, why? Of all the days mm -hmm. I have not gone to Gresca, why did I not go then to say? Oh, but let's wait until we bump into her here. Maybe that can happen. I but I want to bump into them in a restaurant. <laughs> all right, and, all right, and, and say, can I, I, sit? I have a question then. All right, yeah. say you bump into a favorite star. Yeah. And they go, oh, you're from Barcelona. Where should I go? You want to impress them, right? And you've got like a second to think of something. Like, what would you say? Bar Gelida. Because it's like super working class, like Catalan cuisine. Ah, nice, uh, nice. Like man of really the low key, really man of the people. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't send Dua Lipa there because first of all, I'd, I think I've kind of caught on to what her taste is. And it maybe that's too trashy for her. Not that she just goes to glamorous places, but maybe that would not be the one. Oh, it wouldn't be the one. <laughs> it wouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, I didn't work that one into the joke. Okay, um, which would I don't know. What were what were you saying? I have no idea. Like I'm the worst person to ask this. I would I would be like I I cannot answer this question, but I can be your friend. <laughs> Please your let friend. me be part of your crew or whatever. I. Because it must be so nice when you tour the world and, and are, you know, the, the, when you speak to any musician uh, who's not Dua Lipa, usually it can be quite a grudge, uh, like, a, like, like a treadmill. Like yeah, you go, yeah. you play a gig, which is very exciting. You meet the fans. But to play that gig, you have to get there early in the afternoon to do sound checks. And you have to hang around and wait around. Sometimes you're playing on the outskirts of town. You don't have, you're not in a nice area. You're not in the center of a city like Barcelona. So... And and you play the gig. Uh, you can't fall asleep early because you're so buzzed. You're buzzing from the gig. So usually you end up either going to bed with a with a with a lot of alcohol in your body or whatever, or on a tour bus. And then you repeat the same process the next day. So 
it must be nice to be invited into someone's house and just have a piece of toast. Oh, so you would invite, let's say, Dua Lipa to your place. Oh, that's yes. a little bit creepy. That would be creepy, but a great idea if it worked. Yeah, if like, she, and if not she like Dua come out. to my house. No, like, like I'm thinking like... I'm thinking bring, that's how it might come across. Bring your band. <laughs> I'm thinking of like, I remember Yvette Erre, she's this uh, local punk promoter. She always like, she, remember she yeah, brought the, yeah, yeah. Um, that German band from Leipzig. I can't remember the name, but I know exactly who you mean. Lassie. Lassie, she brought Lassie and they stayed in her house. That's, you know, because it's really it's, cool. It's, it's it? punk. It's a punk. It's all DIY. You know, the promoters don't have a large budget to pay for hotels. So a lot of these bands, they usually sleep on the couches of the promoter's house. This happens. This has happened forever. I don't think Dua Lipa would want to sleep in your couch. No, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe you never know. No, I, I, I have a nice, I have a nice setup for for Dua. My girlfriend might sort of kick me out of the house and, and let, and they'd have a little girly moment or whatever. Um, <laughs> Don't let your run, imagination run run wild with what I just said. But, but uh, Johan, I think we're going to have to put on a song because yeah. I believe our uh, our guests have arrived. <gasps> uh, let's listen to uh, what should we have by pavement, which we have. We, oh yeah, let's just play a song by no, pavement. Why are we that. playing pavement, ladies and gentlemen? It's not because. Ladies and gentlemen, let's just listen to this song. Let's have gold sounds. Go back to those gold sounds and keep my because it's nothing I don't like Is it a crisis or a boring change When it's central, so essential It has a nice ring when you laugh At the low-life opinions And they're coming to the chorus now I keep my address to yourself
ladies and gentlemen, this is the weekly review live from Barcelona, and we have round the table Stephen Malkmus, Scott Cannenberg, Steve West, Bob Nastanovic, and Mark Eibold here with us. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Pavement are in the house. Thank you. Yeah, good pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right. I, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it. It's, guys, uh, how does it feel to be back at the forum after 12 years? 12 years. Crazy. Great, great. <laughs> great. Muy bueno. I mean, do you have any memories from then that, that stuck? Fond ones, yeah. I remember it was a fun show. And the um, crowd was fantastic. What about yeah, we, the... Hmm? Yeah, we only played once here as Pavement. But some of us have played in other iterations of our musical careers. Uh, I love coming here to Barcelona and uh, playing at the festivals Primavera. I think we all agree. I mean, Stephen, you've been here, I don't know how many times with, with mm -hmm. the Dicks, uh, countless times. You're, 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 you're almost like Steve Albini. Steve Albini has the record. He, he comes every almost year. Almost like Steve Albini. <laughs> almost. He's nice. Put that on your gravestone, basically. A couple Steves. But it also, Primavera Sound always felt like the little private members club for all of the bands that defined uh, uh, alternative, uh, subversive uh, music in the 90s, uh, in the 80s. It's, uh, does it feel good when you run into like Thurston or Kim or or Albini and stuff? We know those people, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think, uh, yeah, the festival, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, Barcelona guys who started this, they're from similar generation and maybe they were promoting these kind of bands first. And then like, of course, it's grown as music's also grown into all different genres. Uh, they have grown in that. And so, yeah, when we see people from that time, it's cool. We know Dinosaur Jr. And oh, yeah, we're big fans of them. Dinosaur Jr. was one of the bands when I was a kid, like their album, You're Living All Over Me. That was like a... Seminal. Her moment, I Seminal. blew my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, what, sorry, Ben. No, I was just going to say, how does it feel? Like, I'm quite interested how it feels to be like sitting here as pavement in 2022. Have you got used to it yet? Yeah, we we hung out for like two weeks, nonstop rehearsing in a positive sense, and now just uh, I'm serious. We feel, I feel pumped. Pretty normal. It feels pretty normal because of yeah. that. I think yeah. like it's it was just uh, especially Stevie here. He br he he brought like some serious drum stuff that was like imitating the records to a point that I was blown away. Even records he didn't play on, you know. And I was like, and so the band kind of exists in a virtual. You remember what you played live? What that was like? That's a little blurry. How you played the songs. And you, but you play them back like the record. It's, it's actually might be kind of cool for people to hear us and more like in a simulation of the records, what they were like and mixed with energy of life. Because I heard, I understand that you also have a, an extra member who's kind of beefed mm -hmm. up and the songs with a little bit of synths and stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Process? Yeah, she's Re Rebecca Clay Cole and she's a... we. I've, I've always been the keyboardist kind of by default, and I'm not really a proper player. And she's really, really good. And plus, she's extremely good at adding percussion and high-pitched, um, the high-pitched sort of background parts, which I would always sing off key. <laughs> so personally speaking, it's a great relief to have her. And she's also just an awesome personality. And that comes through on stage as well. So it's, yeah, it fills out our sound, especially on these bigger stages. You know, we definitely... We yeah, we, we can expand some tunes that we didn't yeah. play live um, back back in the day. 
because they had like really s significant keyboard parts. Yeah. The pavement heads will know what I mean. I'm not going to bother you with, I mean, you're a relative pavement head, I'm sure, but um, <laughs> people I think will be psyched to hear these songs with these parts that I consider really hooky parts of the song. Mm -hmm. She can do them. It's, it's pretty cool. She's added 10 songs to our arsenal, I think. I was going to say, so you, you uh, your warm-up gigs, you played like songs you haven't played for like 25 years or whatever. Is that is that going to continue? You've got lots of sort of mm -hmm. new yes. old things. Yeah. Tonight, I mean, I'm not going to, no spoilers. So no we spoilers. won't talk about tonight, but we do have a tour coming. It's not as important as this show at all. This is going to be the best one ever. But we are. <laughs> That's playing, what we're important. This we're is playing very like important. Two hours. Highly anticipated. We're playing two hours and, you know, we're, so we got to mix it up. And um, different shows every night, um, different different set lists. Uh, that was a priority to us. So seventy eight hey. songs we learned. Yeah, seventy eight. Well, maybe, I think we practiced like sixty, and we've got like forty in our arsenal. So far. <clears throat> did did it feel like playing them for the first time in certain cases? It's been a while. It's been a while since. Definitely. Yeah, we had yeah. Serpentine. Since I've even heard Spizzle of them. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Serpentine, huh? Yeah, a couple. Yeah, there there are a couple that we that really feel like playing for the first yeah. time. Oh, yeah, some we haven't played since the early nineties sure. yeah. in L.A. What was it like in L.A.? Uh, was that was last week, right? That, yeah, that was the good. first show you've played live before an audience in in twelve years. Yes. yes. Whoa, it That's was good sick. because the crowd was fantastic and we were ready. You know, super sick and like yeah. some kids, some people like a lot of singing along. And it made me forget that you know I want to be like some noisy uh, hipster guy like making like complicated music but like some of the best things were back when i was just making really memorable melodies that people could sing along to and it was great to see i mean it made yeah. me feel great i think all of us yeah, to hear like, people like, coming like. back at us yeah i wanted to ask about harness your hopes because obviously back in 2010 when you last mm -hmm. performed it was a b-side and you know not that well known and like now it's it's certainly if you look at like spotify or whatever it's like your biggest song um, is that weird that this kind of song has taken on its own? Like, I've never seen anyone quite explain why. TikTok. It's weird. Oh, it's been explained. Oh, yeah, there's some weird it, science. To it, it is very weird because it was that uh, has something to do with the Spotify algorithm. And, that too. Uh, and the Spotify algorithm chose that song as maybe to be the song that uh, the pavement song that plays on people's playlists it's or whatever. It's also got some images and lyrics that maybe kids today, you know, jive with. Yeah. Yeah, they like There's to think of specific, roasting their parents on a spit. Yeah. There's a really funny line in it. There's a really funny self-referential rent. I mean, I say it's really funny, but a uh, sticky line in it is like, show me or weren't the rhymes of pavement and I will kill your parents and roast them on a spit. And for some reason, that little hook, like kids, you know, they're like, whoa, that's... That's very, surprise. That's base. That's very weird. Rumpelstiltskin kind of. Um, uh, yeah, vibe. We, so, we found out that patricide and matricide apparently is very much in these days. <laughs> it's disconcerting. Yeah. It's cool though. I mean, that's, I think it's every artist. Obviously, you would like to have a, a life beyond your music to have a life where it takes takes its own um, life and goes a different direction. As long as it's not like in a to like a fascist anthem or something mm. like. Um, I think we're all, I'm into that. And I have a feeling with all the algorithmic BS that it was probably just a guy from Spotify that put it on a on a list because he liked it, a fan. Mm. And maybe they don't want to say that because that's like privilege. Giving away their secret. 
That's Maybe. privilege that he's like someone's picking things, you know. But right. um, <clears throat> it's more interesting to think of it know, as like yeah. science, some like evil algorithm. It goes more with some Netflix show, you know. But it's fun. <clears throat> it's fun to play it. We never really played yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Surprisingly, yeah. it's really good. Surprisingly, yeah. it's good. Well, well, now there is, seems to be like a 90s revival in in the sense of there's lots of younger artists like, I don't know, Girl in Red, for instance, oh, yeah. or... Beba Doobie. Hundreds, hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. And, and it's not just the music. It's also there's a, there's that slacker attitude that's trendy again on TikTok or whatever you want to call it, you know, where, yeah. where kids are, are choosing not to be ambitious and all this kind of message of you got to bring it and be on top of your game and you're going to be an empowered person and, and reach goals and make money. And Pavement always seemed to be a little bit against that am i right like were you guys always a little bit uh allergic to that kind of success that was a mere search? facade i think that was actually inaccurate like i think we actually were trying our best maybe we just did it in a way that looked quite casual yeah maybe on um, the economics line i mean people like to talk about the 90s being this time of uh uh economic prosperity and jobs falling off trees and it was so much better than it was for the millennials or the zoomers but the early 90s was actually when I moved to New York, it, we found jobs. He worked at UPS. I worked at, uh, as a security guard. I didn't know how to get these great jobs. No. They weren't there. They weren't. Um, so yeah. 15 bucks an hour. It was just a little short. And of course, Ooh, yeah, the, the tech uh, boom <laughs> created all this uh, splendor. And then you had music that reflected that sort of decadence with the that kind of empty Brit pop and stuff like that. But like, um, so yeah, I think maybe that's what's similar about it. That, that attitude where it's like, why try that hard? What is there to get? Um, there's, I don't, there's nothing for me to get anyway. So I'm going to be chill. <laughs> but, but once you, once you, you know, pavement became a, a phenomenon and, and, and during the nineties you had this rain, but watching, I don't know, bands like Yola Tango or, or Maskis with, with Diners the Junior, bands that were able to, have a successful career without selling out between, you know, uh, in the sense, I mean, you know, yeah, you might get a video on MTV and stuff, but yeah. they kind of managed to play by their own rules. Did that ever, did that ever interest you? Like thinking, look, let's try and find a way of, of continuing this because we can, we can live a, a nice life uh, being musicians. Yeah. It was a micro scene, you know, that's what I would call it. You know, these are all niche bands that were able to uh, find their audience um, through, um, hard work and being different from the rest and not being in a marketed in a mass way. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're just like small. I think that's how, and it's, I think that works now. That's an okay thing. Of course, there's like super boss hip hop artists with millions of streams and they can survive that way. But a lot of us, we're just like finding our small microclimate to exist in. I don't know if that's what you wanted answered. We're very I'm trying to give you something good. I'm getting, I'm, yeah, I just want you to talk. I, I just love yeah. listening to your voice. If I put a beat on it, it's like listening to a new pavement song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A beat, uh, some lo-fi recording. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, you can do that. You can steal all this and make your own song. Yeah, we're going to have you yeah. sign the NDA. I'll scream in the background if you want. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested want, in like freakness. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you, do you have personally have like songs that you maybe were less keen on back in the day that you like more now, or you've kind of reassessed some of your albums. Does it really change, like, for example? Yeah. Well, some of them, you know, like earlier songs when you're young, there's some emo <clears throat> things, and just when you sing them, they ring false. 
That's all. Like, it's more performative. I'm not going to say which ones, but, you know, there are young man's anger about, like, not getting to be able to score chicks or something, like, is the bottom line. And now I don't really care about that, right? So those ring... I mean, I, I trust the feeling and I like, you know, the emotion and I can... But when you're playing, you're like, oh, this is a little bit, like, back then. And there's just, like, weak songs that aren't as good as the others. Hmm. Um, and you know and that. there's songs that we used to play a lot. We don't play anymore because we just played them too much. That so, happens. Yeah. For a and, few. and playing them live, you also some have a special... You, you're like, oh, we actually play this well together. Mm-hmm. This song's cooler than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It seemed to me like back in, the, in those days, songs used to just kind of fall out on you. You had so many songs. You know, I mean, thinking of all the reissues that are coming out now and they've each got like... 30 extra songs and I remember like listening to you do John Peel sessions there were songs that like have only just come out now you know what was it that way were like was it like were songs just coming out or mm. and if so like why I mean was it it was a uh, I think we liked bands like that like me and Scott you know he being like big Echo and the Bunnymen fans you'd look for like the weird song that was on a record that was only released once um I'm talking about more major bands like R.E.M. or The Fall. I mean, they got loads of tunes, right? Yeah. If you're just getting into it, you're like, what was that little Slate CP? That's epic now. But like back then, I was like, what is this mysterious Fall record? The Slate CP, I must have it. So that was like sort of like push push yourself harder to make new things. If it's not good, at least it's different. And it wasn't done before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why. Also, Pavement were, were notoriously DIY. You guys were your own managers and you'd book your own tours and travel in, in those kind of circumstances. What's it like now? I mean, do you guys have it all professionalized? Do you have like a person, ta- you know, taking care of all the, you know, the, the we flights? We have to. Yeah, yeah, we have to. When we could do it all ourselves, we would because we, we can do that. But, but pretty much since the mid 90s, first five years, we used to kind of take care of just about everything except for booking. We have to have the same booking guy since 91. But yeah, you reach a certain level where you have to hire people. So, yeah. um, which is cool because you're you're, yeah, you're getting no, job all opportunities. Yeah, no, I mean, we had the same crew for many, many years, all the way through 2010. We've got some new new people this year, and we're off to a really good start with them. They're all lovely people. Yeah, we have a lot of experience, and so we're thrilled to have them. You know, we we we're a tight group. Like, there's no separation between band and crew. Like, yeah. there are equals. Like, we're not. We don't talk down to them. You know, they're. In a lot of cases, they're. I mean, a lot. I, I, unlike I, I sort unlike of sense, all the other bands. Yeah, no, no, I sort of sense these guys. Yeah, like a lot of people you work with, there's a separation between band and crew, like a hierarchy, and like yeah. we always resisted that. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think it was. Do not cross this tape. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you can tell a lot of like a lot of crew people like have been kind of like almost abused. It's weird. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I think it was. Yeah, the, you're like con. Dude, you're you, cool, man. You can, have, cool. you can have this bottle of water. Yeah. It's okay. You can come in my room and have a beer. <laughs> But only if you set up three guitars first. You know. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was Mac McCohan from, from Superchunk and yeah. Port Static who said that it was so... He learned it from, from Ian Mackay. The, thing, the importance of eating well while on tour. Have you guys Ooh. refined that to make sure you're not just eating like whatever? We try. You know, we think we're going to the cool place and then like five other like teenagers from England come to the same <laughs> restaurant and, you know, like there's no secrets. But we do, we like to go out and eat, man, of course, to eat. It's delicious. Yeah. Especially this town. Yeah. There's a there's a history of uh, eating like in a relaxed and social way, like multiple times in the day in different ways. 
Yeah. Do you guys live here? Yeah. 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 That's all we do. How long have you been? <laughs> how long have you been in Barcelona? I've been this here second day today. Yeah. I mean, oh, so you've had time to lounge and Just see. Yeah. After we play, we'll have a couple back of days. And forth, back, oh. and back and forth from the city. Three or four times. Nice. Yeah. You're, uh, uh, by the way, you're also playing Oporto, right? You know, on the tenth. On the tenth in mm. Portugal, in in our state. never been there. No. No, oh, and yeah. that's that, oh, that's gonna be nice. You like that Porto, nice. It's it's because it's 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 a little bit cooler because you're on the Atlantic side of you right. know, Atlantic Ocean, so it's, it's breezier. It's very green. It's very it's it's a different it's a different whole thing to this urban landscape. Right. You'll you'll love that. And Excellent. We're into it. Yeah, yeah we're cool. excited. Like a lot of people, and not to mention the P word that ends with a C. Um, Portostatic. Not- <laughs> uh, we've been bored out of I, man. I can speak for us some of us but we've been like you know like spinning our wheels a bit in um pubic in our in our, in our houses and homes and towns yeah. so like pretty psyched just to get out like probably a lot of people who are here at the festival yeah, yeah. Uh, well you're all family men now most most of you right uh you, you i don't have any kids they all do okay yeah. uh but so so ha- but now you're bonding together again on stuff that you did all those years ago. Uh, but now you've you've got a different outlook on life. Uh, have you kind of maybe considered prolonging this 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 honeymoon? This 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 reunite this. Re- we did reunion? already. Yeah. We're going on. Originally, we were just going to play one show pre-pandemic. Yeah. We were just going to play this, Primavera and then Sound. see if we fell in love again, as you said. And like uh, a great excuse, all our sharing our children yeah. and all the things we share now that we would just say like, why don't we also share the band and yeah. continue? But we didn't know we had to play that first yeah, and see it, it hear it off the Primavera stage, like echoing through there and seeing people's faces and drop jaws dropping, Go minds back. being blowed. Yeah, and then we were gonna do it. But what happened was, we it was sort of like when you get you knock up like your girlfriend when you're young and you're like, I don't know if we want to get married, but we got to get married now. So what we did was, since we're doing these shows, we already scheduled those shows, even if we don't get along, you know? Like, so we're already like coming. You're committed. Yeah, we're committed. So yeah, yeah. it really is that corny. Thank God, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're doing it. And like, maybe we will again, but you know, like uh, five years, 10 years is not a bad, with this marketplace, like not to talk about it in terms of people's attention spans or wallets, it's like, come back, go back, come back. You you don't want every year, the way the prices are these days, you don't want to see a band again. You're like, once every 12. Like, I can only see my (laughs) pavement every five years. I got to work for it. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned kids. What do your kids make to your music? Do they like it? Oh, my kid likes not really K-pop, but uh, she's eleven. She's, she's here. She's here. This is the first time she'll she'll see us play. So oh, uh, she must be excited because Dreamcatcher are playing with her. She's never been. K-pop. She's never been up this late. It's so pretty annoying. Like, be. imagine. I don't know if you remember your parents, but if they were always like <laughs> some uh, kids, like parents are like, your dad's really cool. You'd just be like kind of exactly. sick of it, right? Yeah. You know, relative because. Um, what I'm saying is there are a few kids in our school that are like, oh, your dad's in this band. It was like, they were really good 20 years ago. Or, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, but they say actually they're fans. I think you're like, I don't really want to deal with y- your music. I'm going to become a nun and live like in a, as an anchorite in a, <clears throat> a totally alone 
well, don't know. Well, here, here for year for a few years, because Primavera has been going through a transition of changing audience, uh, you know, having a younger <clears throat> totally. generations coming, and now we've embraced pop music, like a big mm-hmm. pop and big letters, Dua Lipa, Rina Sawayama, we've been talking about. Uh, and all of a sudden, all us indie guys, well, we're no longer indie kids. We're like, they call us... Uh, a very horrible word in Spanish, like old cocks, like uh, okay. like the, uh, Not the gray hair. Like we're, we've become yeah. the dad rock, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, the, yeah. the dad rock guys or whatever, and the girls. Uh, there's many yeah. dad, dad moms, uh, yeah. rock mom, no, yeah, yeah. mom rocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm trying to go down. So basically, when you, you guys played that show in LA last week, did the audience feel elder, or did you see sort of young. some young people in there? I would say that um, we're a band that a lot of um, parents have turned their kids and nephews and nieces onto you know so we're seeing i think both that uh, we're seeing a lot like maybe a certain percentage in our age group but plenty younger you know yeah not only from their parents telling them there are some kids that are into it there is this archetype of the slightly introverted 17 year old boy who's like looking out in the field and yeah he he can go see uh travis scott or somebody also is like oh i kind of i relate to these guys like what you were saying about the dis earlier with the generation similarities. So we're yeah. seeing a little limelight of that. And so at the show, there were kids there. There are a lot of old people there that were like, this show's two hours. It's too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was late. But then there's <laughs> others that are like uh, right on, you know, like yeah. bring it and they're singing. So I think we're pretty lucky that way. I see it. You know, it's weird how that works. Some bands like I went to see Deerhoof. Remember them? Yeah, Deerhoof. Yeah. Really good band. They had kids in their crowd like, why? Why? You know, it's a really cool band that plays weird music. But you might think that it would just be their generation going. But they're... And and hardcore works too. It always did. When Fugazi would play, there's like, you're in a... So maybe there is an indie continuum. There is hypothetically. I mean, I don't like being called indie, but let's just say it is. You know, if you're an indie, you will go see or... When Neil Young played, everyone wants to be related to Neil Young. So Neil Young plays, lots of kids there, right? Yeah. They want to see yeah. all Grandpa Neil shred. Yeah. Well, it's like when we were 12 years old, we were into The Doors or Velvet Underground, <laughs> and those bands were n- either not active or dead or, mm-hmm. or hell of old, you know. Oh, yeah. I think I saw yeah. them pavement when I was 40, mm-hmm. I Did think. You? Yeah. yeah. And there's the see them once thing at concerts, you know, like I even when I saw the Rolling Stones and then, I was a huge fan of the Stones, but we I was played like, last I want night. to. I heard that in yeah. Madrid. Yeah, Sorry. I heard that, and we're gonna play more songs than them, even in our <laughs> short thing. Um, and I was like, I gotta see him once. Yeah, no, I just want to see him. I can say I saw him. I think there is still. <laughs> I still haven't seen. There's still some of that that you know. You, it's like a rare Pokemon chance to see us. So some kids will go see us. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we we can see it happening here at Primavera. You know, there's there's so there's so much space for everyone. <laughs> it's it's gonna True. inevitably gonna happen. Uh, by the way, uh, have you been? In, has, have either any of you been in touch with Gary Young I recently? Have. Yeah, I spoke How's to him doing? a couple months ago on the phone. He's How's hanging he in there. He was hilarious. Yeah, I uh-huh. called him up to hear his voice, and uh, you know, actually, he famously answers his phone like the phone stops ringing, and and he just says, "Yeah." And I wanted to see if he still did that because yeah. that's what he did all the time in the 90s. And sure enough, I, and I was talking to my hangout with my friend. I was like, this guy, what, wait to hear this guy answer the phone. And he, like, it rang twice. He goes, yeah, like that. <laughs> and I was like, it's Bob, you know. And he was like, really good to hear your voice. Really, really good to hear your voice. So we talked for like a half an hour and shared some stories and caught up and stuff. And 
He's hanging in there. You know, he's hanging yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five three fifty three is the easiest birthday. Remember. Of all time, and his phone number is two zero nine nine three one five four zero nine. Somebody wants to call him. They're making a movie about him with, uh, <laughs> with like uh, puppets. Uh, what are those puppets called? The uh, marionettes. Marionettes, yeah. And these guys are making a documentary with marionettes. Marionettes, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always puppets, so are always a uh, joy to watch, and you can watch them with your kids and stuff, yeah. and and the whole family is. Yeah, awesome. we can watch the Gary documentary with our kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that is all we have time for. Uh, thank you, guys. We're yeah, broadcasting live thank from you. Barcelona. It's been yeah. a pleasure. pleasure. Yeah, thank it, you. It's been an honor. Uh, pavement, uh, ladies and gentlemen, playing tonight, tonight only, Primavera Sound, Barcelona. Woo. Next week, Woo. Barcelona, uh, uh, Primavera Sound of Porto. Uh, thank you, guys. And we hope to see you again very soon after tonight's show. Cool. Thank right. you very thank much. You. Yeah. Thank we you love very you. Yeah. Love to come back. Straight